What's up, breadheads? Time Eric here. Your think fresh boys. <laughs> wow, I love the energy. Um, Dude, how you doing, buddy? That blinky, the blinky red light. It just fills me with joy. Yeah, there's two blinking red lights in my life that I love. One is the booth. The other one is the toaster oven at Subway. Once that thing starts blinking, I know it's uh, almost time for lunch. I have to reveal to you, Eric, that I actually live in a red light district. And by that, I mean in the suburbs where I can't seem to drive anywhere lately without it taking like 50 red lights. Like, if I want to go to your house right now, 50 minutes away on Apple Maps, but there's like 27 <laughs> red lights I have to cross. Mm. Red light district, baby. Yeah, I guess you're right. But there's 20 of those. But then once you get on the highway, Ty... And we live near highways because we are in the suburbs. Everything's a highway nowadays. So that's, is that not much better? Does that not take you to your destination quicker? Yeah, I mean, absolutely highways are faster, but I don't do highways, Eric. I don't do highways because uh, I read online <laughs> that if you travel over 70 kilometers an hour, I think I could tell you what that is to American listeners. Seven, I'm sitting in my car to record this. <laughs> Uh, that's a hundred and seventy miles an hour, hundred, no, 70 kilometers an hour is like 40 miles an hour. That's okay. like the max speed that you can go before you're like in lethal crash territory. Like the likelihood oh, of shit. a lethal, lethal crash beyond that is way higher. There's probably a similar statistic as subway, like triple toasters have, are three times more likely to die of heart attack. But uh, <laughs> so I, I avoid highways when I can. I love taking the back roads, the side streets, the roundabouts, whatever it takes to get to my destination safely. Mm -hmm. You love whipping the corners in that Toyota Matrix. I fully understand. Mm -hmm. um, and you're right. Double meat does double your chances of stroke. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's well documented. Um, I thought you were going to go a different route with that question, Ty. I thought you were going to go and say that anything above 80 kilometers an hour is no longer peak fuel efficiency. And mm. as somebody who drives a Toyota, I think I just assume that's like part of the reason why you do that, right? Like you have to drive slow on the highway for other people to honk at you and be like these fucking Toyota drivers. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I only need to gas up annually because I keep my fuel economy. The RPMs are so low. Uh, yeah, dude, your it car is, is one just puttering along, like barely alive. It's just like put, put. It's like <laughs> it's like sneezing on the way to a subway. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's just like subway. It's not about the foot long. It's about the journey to get there. It's about every little yes. thing along the way and enjoying that. I get to spend more time in my beautiful 2005 automatic vehicle with. Mm -hmm. No seated heats or aux cord. You know, I get mm -hmm. to just enjoy the journey. Yeah. Uh, for the breadheads that have listened for quite a while now, they know that I'm kind of like casually looking for a car. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say I'm aggressively car shopping, um, but I am keeping my eyes open for a special whip that crosses my eye. Um, one of those is a Porsche <laughs> that I've been kind of secretly wanting. And Ever since I started looking at cars, I just keep getting YouTube recommendations for like uh, Porsche, insert like model 
of the Porsche. And then it's like cost of ownership after one year. <laughs> and then I'm just like <laughs> so scared to click on those videos because I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I already know the fuel efficiency is bad. But then what else is there? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. who knows? I probably have to buy a new steering rack within the first month of ownership. Yeah, dude, who knows what happens under the hood after the warranty expires. But I, too, have been having Porsche dreams lately. Uh, I think it's in the cards for, like, as early in life as possible, not tomorrow. We'll see if this podcast blows up. The mm-hmm. Yeah, use code think... BlendJet. <laughs> no, Blend. <laughs> use code ThinkFresh12 on BlendJet.com. Please supply the hosts of Think Fresh podcast mm-hmm. with two Porsche 911s. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be ideal. That would be an ideal result for this. Um, anyways, continue. Yeah, bless bless this pod. Yeah, I don't know, Eric. I find it so hard to validate. Like, there's so many things I can spend my money on to increase my personal brand that is more affordable than a Porsche. Like, a Porsche can get me a lot more other brand propelling things. If I just like never let my friends see my car like i park two blocks away from the function i don't talk (laughs) about it anymore never offer any rides never offer any rides then i could keep my kind of shitty reliable everyday grocery getter reinvest my porsche money (laughs) into clothing expensive trips Mm -hmm. michelin star dining experiences signature sandwiches Mm -hmm. at the way and Everyone would think like, damn, Ty's really got his bag and clout up. But they wouldn't know that it's because I'm driving like uh, an older vehicle. Yeah. What do you think I pawed for to push a fucking RAV4? Um, (laughs) Ty, I need a Porsche badly, okay? I don't don't believe in what you believe at all. Um, I see your point, but for me personally, like I've spent so much money on small brand propelling items that now i've realized like if i just like didn't do that i could have bought one porsche (laughs) (laughs) and that might have bigger returns you know it's like the more it's like if you just like invest a lot into one thing there's a chance that you can like i don't know do a lot more with that the returns will be higher um but I don't know, Ty. What, what, what do you think about that? Well, it's so hard to say because you have, you're have you identified there's like a gap in your vehicle brand to personal brand identity. But if you close that vehicle gap, then you'll have to wear clothing gap on your, on your <laughs> jacket in order to afford it. And I don't think that's a compromise you want to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, Kanye was wearing Gap. You know what I mean? He worked at the Gap. Now he's driving mm. all kinds of Maybachs, S-Classes, G-Wagons. Mm. Look where it's gotten him. You know what I mean? That's true. He beat the Gap allegations. He proved that wearing Gap can lead to success. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for Kanye. We, he's the North Star that we've been looking for this whole time. In some ways, yes. In other ways, no. oh boy um what what um what topics do we have on the on the docket today ty i uh i feel like i've had a slow news week personally i posted a fight video on instagram i thought that was quite good 
that turned out that was in 2005. I'm, I'm really digging in the crates now to find Subway content. And it led me to a 2005 brawl in inside of a subway <laughs> dude well after 600 subway related instagram posts we need to dig deeper reach further to bring the breadheads more gold um i'm on the dark web looking for some black olives uh, i mean i'm on every every corner every forum gathering formats mm-hmm. toasting looking them for uh, looking for some dark olives on the dark mm-hmm. webs. Um, I got no topics for you, Eric. I except I, I was recently at uh, Vancouver restaurant establishment Taco Fino, uh, which you are and I are both intimately familiar with. Uh, I have to tell you a little bit about their nacho game, Eric, because they have innovated in a department where few have even attempted. Yeah, I'm familiar, Ty. I'm familiar with the nachos. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I was a huge skeptic um, because, funnily enough, I know someone who has a nacho blog, and I actually had the this this pleasure of working with this person in a past life, and they told me about their nacho mm-hmm. blog, and they rated it really highly. And so when I went and tried it, it just like wasn't at all what I was expecting. It's be- and it's because they've innovated. I know that now. Mm-hmm. When I look for nachos, I I like the classics, kind of like the you know signature menu at subway i don't go for that new one to 12 bullshit right so mm. i might be slightly scarred and biased towards this but please tell me how you mm-hmm. <laughs> found the nachos at taco fino well i've been uh, a purveyor of these nachos for a long time eric they're a staple whenever i visit a taco fino location but i will tell you that the innovative nature of them is that um, they've solved the ergonomics of nachos. The problem with nachos is it, all the toppings fall off and it's really hard to get the chip in the dip. Usually you have a few options for dip, <laughs> salsa, sour crema, and maybe some guac if you're feeling fancy. Uh, what Taco Fino does is they take all of them and then they turn them into a drizzle across the very top of the nacho. Every chip gets a little bit of dip pre-added. And there's Mm -hmm. none of that. The dip does two things. It solves two major problems. It kind of holds down the toppings to the chip. Uh, It kind of suppresses them, like putting a (laughs) blanket over like your body. Um, And it also eliminates the need to transport that chip across the table, potentially over the chip stack in order to try to dip it in the sauce, in the salsa. That always leads to problems because your your black olives are falling off the chip you got ground beef all over the table your sleeve is in the nacho <laughs> now <laughs> all of the other people at the table are judging you so it eliminates that step yeah. completely so you can go chip to mouth very quickly i i absolutely hate when i'm like dipping my chip and then the ground beef fall, rolls off of the chip and then lands in the plate of my vegetarian date <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's like a huge chip foul and you can't have that um that's a great point i i actually do appreciate the drizzle action of the chip but i'm kind of like a sauce <laughs> i'm a sauce sicko <laughs> and <laughs> i go really heavy on the dips okay when i dip in that sour cream sour cream's already like an unhinged dip type 
And like, mm-hmm. usually people don't even like touch that, but I'm like, I'm going like three fingers in the fucking <laughs> sour cream and loading the chip with that. And I'm, I love it. I love when my bite is like 60% like sauce. And oh, dude, I don't think the totally, drizzle really totally. does it for me. <laughs> no, I disagree. The drizzle does it, but I, I'm in the same camp as you, Eric. I'm a sauce stand. You see me. I'm three sauce plus marinara at the way. I want that sandwich <laughs> dripping. I want it soupy. <laughs> sauce mm-hmm. ballas. Um, but with the drizzle, what it does ensure is like, here's the problem with nachos. You always want an equal chip to sauce ratio. And yes, that's personal. You and I like to go heavier on the sauce. Everybody is more people are likely to go heavier on the sauce than lighter, but restaurants don't give enough. There's always a few stray chips with no sauce left. Kind of like the people that didn't find love on love is blind. And they're like, well, I guess we're going home. Uh, that's like the last <laughs> chips. They're getting boxed up. They're going home. Cause there's no more <laughs> sour cream for them, Eric. Um, mm-hmm. The taco fino sauce drizzle concept solves this problem because they have to make sure that every chip gets at least a little bit of sauce action. Otherwise it's going to look dry when it's served. They have to do it to ensure the impressiveness of the plating. Mm. I guess you're right. But do they layer it though is the question because like Mm. real nacho eaters will know that restaurants will like layer the cheese with the chip. You know what I mean? It's like you eat the top half and then once you get to halftime, there's a fresh layer of cheese just waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know the layering trick. It's the oldest nacho <laughs> trick in the book. We're talking nacho web three right now, Eric. Mm. NF cheese. NF cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Cheese. His name is Cheese. We really <laughs> need to figure out what's next in the world of nachos. That was such a well timed soundboard. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, fuck. There, okay, there is this um, nacho place. I need to find what it's called, but it's on, it's on Robson Street in uh, downtown. Uh, oh, it's called Patron Tacos and Cantina. Have you been there? No, but I, I walked by it the other day. Yeah, dude. I've <laughs> never wanted to go in there because anyone who names their restaurant Patron probably isn't <laughs> dishing the best food. Yeah, exactly. They're kind of optimizing for like the whole like West Oak crowd by hope by hoping that they get confused and like walk into a place called Patron. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, this place kind of rocks, dude. Like it's like kind of like a sleeper Mexican restaurant that's been there forever. And it's like, it's a, it's a gentrifier. It wasn't a gentrified, which is kind of weird, but still good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, they're the ones who load mm-hmm. their shit up with cheese. There's more cheese than chip. And that's why I like this place, Ty. I'm, I'm like a chip denier. Like, if if chips <laughs> just get rid of the chip the, <laughs> if chips weren't even in the whole nacho equation i would be fine with that just give me like the little queso you know i i'm gonna contest you on this eric because you love <laughs> the bread that your sandwiches served on oh yeah and the the chip is just the vessel of the toppings and the dip in the same way that the bread is the vessel for the toppings and the sauce so how could you it with a sober, clear state of mind, deny the chip, <laughs> but support the sandwich. Are we really going to compare the herbs and cheese footlong bread from Subway <laughs> restaurants, LLC, <laughs> to uh, Tostitos 
fucking circle dipping chip. <laughs> like, I don't even want to hear that, Ty. It's, it's not even a question that one is better or one is useless. Fair enough. I guess the Subway <laughs> bread does have a lot more tender love and care and herbs uh, made by, by hand in the bread retarder by a local <laughs> sandwich artist. That is local artisan bread right there, my friend. <laughs> Where those chips exactly. just were poured out of a bulk bag from a, the trunk of a semi-truck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cheese. His name is Cheese. That's what we need, Ty. We don't need... We don't need chip. Okay, we need cheese, salsa verde, you know what I mean? Some black olives. All of the Subway ingredients just on top of cheese. You could probably make this at Subway, actually. Oh, shit. I'm here you for that. You could buy a bag of chips. You could buy the <laughs> bag of chips, ask them to put it on a piece of paper, toast that with cheese on it, and like just sprinkle on like some random vegetables. I think that'd be awesome. Dude, get the freaking Doritos in there. That would go stupid crazy. I am willing <laughs> to embarrass myself to try that next time we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have to like figure out all the secret Subway hacks. You know what I mean? Like I want to know that like some random off menu shit that like only the head artist knows, the creative director. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Where, where are they thinking about? What are they making back there? Are they mm-hmm. making like vegetable soup? Like mm-hmm. alphabet soup? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably. Um, probably. That, that's what you find at the bottom of the tomato bin. It's just <laughs> vegetable soup. Dude, yeah, that's the Nasty. cream of tomato down there. Mix that with a little <laughs> oh, bit of light mayo. Babe, you got you mm-hmm. got cream of tomato soup? Yeah, we can make you some up right now. Mm-hmm. If you think that's gorgonzola at the bottom of the tomato bin, you're you're wrong. That's just mold. <laughs> Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> Don't eat the forbidden cheese at Subway. Yeah, the forbidden gorgonzola stuck to the bottom of the artist's shoe. Don't don't <laughs> don't fuck with that, bro. That's not good. Yeah, big yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. Dude, not notch notchway is a really <laughs> I feel like I know in 200 episodes you've probably talked about it. I block out in the booth every time. Doesn't matter. Notchway is subway's next big move it's such unexplored territory like think about their blue collar demographic those guys love nachos you go to any derelict pub that serves a proper pint of lager you will find the most unhinged plate of nachos available for purchase and it's because like fat blue collar workers that chug beer love to just slurp up nachos. Oh, and I do as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. would, would you call this podcast a blue collar initiative? <laughs> uh, it's a, but I think we're gentrifying blue collar uh, activities on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like we're bringing I was our, just thinking, yeah, you're... <laughs> I was thinking You're this morning, right. I was like trying to buy a, like, I ironically wear a Carhartt toque. It's like, I'm going to get one of those. I want to wear the meme toque. <laughs> um, I've thought about buying a Carhartt work jacket, like more than 10 times in the last like three years. Every time I net out with no, but if I do buy one, I will be promptly removing the patch on the front because like silhouette tight. Let's just be honest. It's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. The only impur- impurity is the little C that's on the chest, and uh, that that doesn't stand for chef, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No chef, it doesn't. No, 
liked it. I, I have a Carhartt rain jacket that I was gifted that I've never worn, um, but I really like. So perhaps I'll take it for a spin next time I hit the way. It's got waterproof fabric, which is perfect for my saucy sandwich. <laughs> Amazing. I'm also in the market for some Arcteryx snow pants. I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm. I'd wear that. Pretty funny I would wear that up. You're like completely hydrophobic. You're like, get me every sauce, please. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to wear that actually during our blending of the two sandwiches. Um, I found out later that I got a little bit of splashback on my on my shirt, but it's no big deal. Nothing a little bit of um, tide can't get out, a little tide to go. Mm, yeah, it sucks that the Acne Studio jeans got caught in the crossfire, but... Uh, <laughs> It just adds a patina, like a patina you wouldn't expect to your clothes to get Subway sauce all over it. Like not only because it's multi-sensory, mm -hmm. right? It's not just a weird stain. Mm -hmm. It's a weird stain that kind of smells like Chipotle. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Uh, it kind of reminded mm -hmm. me of the future lyric where he's like, it's like, I can't, I can't believe the blood ate on my shirt because he got hit close range. And I was like, wow, we, <laughs> we obliterated this kind of just close range tie and we were wearing hand protection, but not aprons. And that now I understand why the artists wear aprons as well. Yeah, dude. I, if I was an artist, I'd be in, I'd be on that subway line with a whole poncho going and a balaclava. You know, I want the whole mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Complete I'd be wearing coverage. a full cheese mat suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. Yeah, they need a, a hydrophobic wardrobe. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I never was like an advocate for face shields during the COVID-19 um, inconvenience of 2020. Um, but now <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense, especially when you see people like <laughs> that video of the woman like falling asleep on someone's sandwich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, if they're wearing a face shield, you, that sandwich was would, would be salvageable. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, dude, if you think about if you just assume that the average person once a day sneezes and there are 300,000 active sandwich artists in the world, I would think that at least once a day somewhere on Earth, a sandwich artist is sneezing directly on a foot long. And then they're looking up deer eyed at their customer as if it mm -hmm. was OK and that they're going to give them a hall pass. Mm -hmm. That's right. If um, if a human sneezes once per day and they spend one third of their day at Subway, that means every three days, every employee at Subway is sneezing on a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sneeze witch over there. The sneeze guard needs to go on both sides. The sneeze guard is there to protect the sandwich from the customers, but the customers are not the liability here. I'm going to eat that. I'm going to treat that sandwich with care because it's going in my mouth. What does the artist mm -hmm, have? Exactly. Like what, what keeps them liable? You know? Mm -hmm. I love to see like those like surgery hands. It's like when like scientists work on like the novel coronavirus, they like insert their hands in these like gloves that are like, inside mm. of a glass box. And then that's how they like manipulate the specimen. I want them to do right. the same thing with my sandwich. Like have a double sided sneeze guard, just a sneeze dome. And then the artist can like insert their hands inside of this like weird like 
I don't know, robotic tube thing where they can like make the sandwich, but they're still protected by the glass. You know what I mean? I don't want them to like, I don't want anyone's body to be near my lunch, really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's my lunch. Uh, I like that idea, Eric. It kind of reminds me of when you see videos of people handling nuclear substance radioactive substances which it's not unlike a foot-long sandwich post toaster oven um Mm -hmm. it does (laughs) it seems like a nathan for you bit to like install that in the subway and offer complete touch-free sandwich making experience no germs near your foot long but it probably has some some legs in a post-covid society yeah Absolutely. And then on the flip side, you have like in a Michelin, three Michelin star restaurant, you have the heavily tatted like chef who is like 25 years old and like extremely hot. They just like grab your steak with their bare hand and like put it on a plate <laughs> and mm-hmm. sprinkle like some parsley on it or something like all barehanded. And you already know they didn't wash their hands before that. It's just a given. And I'm okay totally with that. Do. They slap the steak on the table, tableside steak. They give their ass a good scratch, and then they like kneel their elbow into the meat. Mm-hmm. It's a really physical example, experience. Is it because they're yeah. hot? Is that why they can get away with it? That's probably it. Actually, I don't care about your skill level. If you're attractive, I just trust that you're clean because being clean is part of being attractive. Hmm. It's a good point. I I feel like there's probably a lot of kinks online around food consumption and being hot at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all my things are. Yeah, name name a celebrity chef that is unattractive. I mean there's there's Bobby parts <laughs> of yeah <laughs> Ramsey's like general physique I'm not really into, but I could see him having some some good qualities. Some good physical know, qualities to Ramsey. Yeah, dude, Bobby Flay looks like a grade eight basketball coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. This guy's saying, no. uh, "Okay, we're gonna do a layup drill today." <laughs> that's what that's what you <laughs> should be saying. Not, um, "Is it is it cooked yet?" You know. Yeah, dude, Bobby Flay. He, I don't know, man. He looks like the kind of guy that like helps move furniture into an apartment. Like he runs a moving business. <laughs> exactly he should be managing um he shouldn't be managing grade a meat he should be managing grade eight meat (laughs) (laughs) yeah beat bobby bobby daycare assistant (laughs) yikes talk about daycare and subway in the same episode is it seems foul to me for some reason Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um we sometimes stray into that weird venn diagram but let's let's just cautiously back out of it you know what i mean this could end Mm -hmm. if we keep going yeah it's getting freaky well i think we've talked enough about subway for today i think the listeners stomachs hearts and minds are full and we Mm -hmm. best now let them rest and digest (laughs) absolutely and the best way to rest and digest is to blend first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The best, easiest thing to digest is a blended smoothie or protein shake. And you already know how you can make that easier for yourself. Use the code THINKFRESH12 on blendjet.com 
get 12% mm-hmm. off free worldwide shipping. This oh, is yeah. unbelievable. This is actually an amazing perk of shopping on blended.com. And let me tell you, I've been enjoying mine thoroughly. Dude, it's so fast. It's like two day shipping too. I got mine so quickly. It's like someone in Shanghai or Gonzu or whatever is shot putting <laughs> your blend jet across the Pacific Ocean. But I think they came from like Los Angeles. Oh, I'm really? sure they're like made in America. Let me let me just fact check this really quickly. Oh, we don't need to fact check that. We'll just tell them right now. The blenders are made in America. Yeah, that's true. They're made in America, baby. USA made. Um, Trump has been turning himself in. Trump's turned himself in today. Is that is that is that's newsworthy? I guess. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what the internet does with AI generated images based off of his mugshot. I think we mm-hmm. can take it in a lot of different artistic directions. Mm-hmm. I tried. Um, I tried really hard to use AI to make a Trump narrated ad for Blendjet. Um, but it was really hard. So Ty, if you can help me with doing that, <laughs> I don't know what websites to go on for this. Dude, I'm struggling too. I signed up for mid journey premium to try to generate a photo of Trump eating a foot long for our breadheads, <laughs> like in cuffs and I just couldn't get the, the cues. Right. So I need to, to go. I got to go to prompt school. Yeah. Prompt, dude, prompt school. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, it is what it is. We'll get there eventually. Once AI, mm-hmm. I think like AI has progressed far enough. Now we need like cool, interesting people to make usable websites now. Because this is all yeah. like, it's just, it's kind of like navigating the subway online experience. It's just not very good. I know. We need, we need more I. <laughs> yeah. Less AI. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> just like we gotta bring back some eye you know mm-hmm. if, I, I, if I, ai if somebody got into ai it would stand for like artificial ingredients <laughs> uh, dude they're already in the ai business oh yeah dude they've been pioneering actually ai for nearly three decades probably that's, inc- Yo, that's they impressive could put that on the investor site kind of like an industry leader in ai Asterix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm picturing the domain already. Subwaynutrition.ai. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. It is. Dude, we'll, it's too late in this episode <laughs> to get into it, but like Subway <laughs> needs to change the narrative around GMO. Like they, we can pick this back up next next time we chat, but they need to be the hero of the gmo industry they need to assert themselves tell a narrative to the world about like how gmo makes those sandwiches taste so good (laughs) really the gmo is what makes those sandwich possible and as soon as the world wakes up to that then Mm -hmm. every it will be a flippening of attitudes towards gmo and maybe even a counter movement against organic Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If someone can flip to becoming carbon positive, I think that'd be huge for the fast food business, Ty. Mm-hmm. It would be <laughs> carbon would be. positive. I think they are. <laughs> I'm positive <laughs> well, that they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what is what's the good one? Carbon positive or carbon negative? Because we, we don't want to just be carbon neutral. That's kind of no. like that's kind of like in the middle. Pl- you know, pl- you pl- don't want to right. Pick yeah, a side. Kind of see. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, King. Beautiful episode as always. Thank you, Bradheads, for listening. Make sure to use the code ThinkFresh12 on Blanchett.com. Pay the boys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, rents do. Yeah, dude. All right. Peace. Ciao.